build a first-rate library. Hi, and welcome to the Preaching Points Podcast for this week. I'm your host, Brian Hedigan. And in this week's Preaching Points Podcast, we listen as Drs. Scott Gibson, Jeff Arthurs, and Haddon Robinson give helpful advice on what tools will help you prepare your sermon each week. If you enjoy our weekly podcast, Preaching Points, you may be interested in our quarterly audio journal called Pulpit Talk. Each issue discusses various topics which will help you develop preaching excellence. You can find out more about this resource and more at the Center for Preaching website. And now let's join our preaching faculty as they discuss this important topic. Adam and Jeff, what do you think of this maxim, build a first-rate library? (laughs) You're talking about the brick and mortar or you're talking about book? What are you talking about? (laughs) Resources, books. What what would you tell a a preacher, whether the preacher is in uh, the beginning stages of going into ministry or in middle stages of ministry or even towards the end of ministry, what does that look like in terms of having a good library to do uh, sermon study? Well, of course, we're interested in expository preaching and our listeners are too. So in order to do that, you've got to understand the text. And in order to understand the text, you have to have certain basic tools. And they are? Well, you, you certainly want some uh, background books to tell you the background out of which this book came and help you to see the things that the apostles or the prophets were writing about because the Bible isn't written in a vacuum, so uh, those are some of the tools. And because uh, more than 60% of the Bible is uh, narrative, you'll need the background, the history, the culture. So encyclopedias, dictionaries, Zondervan's Pictorial Encyclopedia of the Bible, that kind of tool. Yeah, or, or um, even New Testament or Old Testament survey types of books. Right, introductions. Okay. introductions. You know. okay. You'll also need to study language, not just culture and the, the circumstances of the writing, but the words themselves. So the standard tools for studying language would be a concordance, a Greek and or Hebrew dictionary or lexicon. Uh, if you don't have Greek and Hebrew language knowledge, then then there are English tools also that will translate and transliterate. And uh, you need commentaries, different kinds of commentaries. You need critical commentaries. These are the ones that uh, deal with the biblical text that is the, in the Greek and Hebrew. And they're highly analytical. Uh, they help you to get at what the biblical writer was saying to the biblical readers. But then there are other commentaries that are written for English readers. The important thing is to be sure that the writer knows the original languages. Uh, Otherwise, if he's going from English to English, you don't know what you've got. But you need those kind of commentaries. Yeah, and a good commentary will pull a lot of the other work together, the language, the culture, the background. So we're saying then uh, we want to have uh, books that deal with uh, the history and the culture, so there'd be surveys, encyclopedias, so forth. And oftentimes, in a commentary, as mentioned, the, the first part of the commentary, the introduction, would also deal with a lot of that. Author, as well. recipients, mm-hmm. background, mm-hmm. yeah. But you're also underscoring the importance of language, that is, the Greek or the Hebrew, and how that influences the way in which the text is understood, correct? Yes. yes. And another issue when... Um, 
exegeting the text would be the literary form. And I find that there are fewer tools that help with that. Occasionally a commentary will say something about Hebrew parallelism, or it might say something about this image or the plot development, but uh, they don't really specialize in that. So you'll need books that uh, give a general introduction to the literary form, such as Fee and Stewart, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth, and then you'll have to take that knowledge and apply it to your particular text. Now, we know that we live in a book age, but also a computer age. And how do these elements of um, technology fit into doing this kind of stuff? Yeah, all of those things are available in software and in free uh, websites and so forth. Yeah. So what we're telling our listeners, and they know it as well, but it's helpful to underscore for them that as they do good biblical expository preaching, they want to have the right kind of tools, and that means that they are to build a first-rate library. Well, thanks for listening to the Preaching Points podcast from the Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Every week, we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that will point you toward preaching excellence. And once again, you can find all sorts of preaching resources as well as more information about the National Preaching Conference this fall at the Center for Preaching website. Well, I'm Ryan Hedinga. We'll see you next week here on Preaching Points. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.